0: Assalamu alaikum after that commercial break you're tuned into Unity FM 93.5 into parenting hour we're in the studio this evening talking about pregnancy mashallah it's a lovely topic to talk about because bringing a new life into the world mashallah what a beautiful beautiful experience and uh, we, but we do need to be knowledgeable because it's a time that we have a responsibility not just for ourselves but for this new person coming into the world. So we were talking a lot beforehand about identifying we were pregnant and the, the, how to do that, the sticks to use and then coming to your GP or your medical health person and following that the next time you were going to meet somebody would be you said at the first scan yeah. which is around about 10 to 12 weeks. That's now. usually
1: if you've if you booked early on at five weeks that's when you'd have your first scan. First scan.
0: So, as you remember, listeners, this is Dr. Aisha. Mashallah, a very experienced uh, a doctor with me in the studio, trying to help us get the facts right for this period. Inshallah. So, the first—this was your first scan. So, we were saying that parents come to this first scan. Um, should they come with full bladder to this first scan? Is this where we have to drink lots of water?
1: This is the one, Kathleen. <laughs> yes, and it is an absolute. I have to say, it's one of the most challenging things, especially in the first trimester, to keep that full bladder without having <laughs> to run for run to the toilet. Um, especially because you, you know your scan appointment might be 9.30, mm-hmm. but you might not be called in till 10, sometimes yeah. quarter past 10, depending on, depending on how difficult the scans have been before that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, slow and steady intake of water. And we do need a full bladder because if you think about it, the bladder sits at the front um, mm-hmm. of the uterus. And we need that bladder to... Um, basically inflate or you know get bigger with mm. water i.e urine inside it mm. so it raises the u- uterus to be able to see it clearly mm. from the tummy with the scan yeah. so it's just to get really good views of the baby mm-hmm. um, in the first scan you the sonographer who you see who's scanning you um, mm-hmm. might ask you to empty your bladder halfway through depending on if the baby's just being naughty or mm. lying in a very difficult position mm-hmm. but yes please go in with a with full bladder drink lots of water
0: Oh, very good indeed, And how long does that take that kind of t-
1: It doesn't take very long um prior to going in, you'll probably have had some sort of counseling or agreement to see whether you want um, pre whether you want screening mm. so if you do want screening to test for some of the genetic problems that that are there, like Down syndrome mm-hmm. if you do have that and they need to measure the thickness of the baby's neck at the back, that will take a little bit extra because mm-hmm. it's very important to get the correct measurement for the baby but if we're just having a general scan depending on how difficult it is with the woman or how difficult the baby is it shouldn't take very long um 10 maximum 15 minutes to get a quick scan for baby um, head. What we measure essentially is the top of the head mm-hmm. to the bottom of the baby, mm-hmm. and that's called CRL. So that's crown rump length. Okay. And that CRL, that crown rump length, gives us an idea of how far the baby is grown, how many weeks pregnant the woman is, and that reassures her that yes, okay, you know, she's around what she thought with her dates. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's sometimes discrepancy between what her dates are according to her cycle and what her dates are according to the scan. Mm. For the purposes of medical care. The dates for the scan supersede, so they're the most important ones because they give you an exact, um, uh, well, they give you approximate signs, as mm-hmm. exact as it can get. Mm-hmm. So I take those as your estimate dates.
0: Right, great. So that then we ca- you can start planning after that wh- mm-hmm. what dates, inshallah, the baby is due at. Uh, And everybody goes and has this scan done at that time? Yes. It is something. Can you choose the hospital to go to or is it um, depending where you live? Or how, you know, we have different hospitals here in Birmingham. So what's the process around that? Usually, you know, the
1: each hospital has a certain quota it can take. Um, you can book, obviously, because of logistics and, inshallah, at the point when you go into labour, one of the hospitals closer to you. Yeah. Um, but say if you're in Birmingham and you live somewhere like uh, Moseley
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, or even Yardley, Yardley mm-hmm. Wood, you can choose if you'd like to come actually towards the women's or then go towards um, Heartlands if you know there are some practices that are set in terms of most of our women who book go to Heartlands or Mm -hmm. go to the city hospital or for example if you live further south um, towards Bromsgrove then you might be booked towards well in Worcester now because Mm -hmm. Redditch just stopped the maternity unit Mm -hmm. so you know it is variable um, Mm -hmm. but if you have a particular desire to go to a certain hospital as long as they are accepting patients and you know they aren't full with the number of women they can register they can take you on so if you're in Bromsgrove and you would prefer not to go to Worcester for some reason but like to go to Dudley you know mm-hmm. you can't ask you can
0: ask so it's uh, that choice is yours. And do the hospitals have uh, different policies? Um, I'm and I'm thinking of in Ireland in Dublin when I trained as a midwife. Everybody knew that the policies of the different hospitals. We've three major hospitals in Dublin, and each one was different in how they the mother delivered. For example, in one hospital you could get an epidural if you wanted. In another hospital you would, very rarely would get one. Um, in one hospital it was wild sound that was used you know they've all had different policies for that delivery is that the same over here in the UK? I think mashallah mashallah with the aspect of
1: treating women very similarly the treatment or the the care is very standardised to a certain degree Mm -hmm. so there's no Um, There's nothing like you mentioned in terms of this hospital won't give you an epidural or this hospital will give you an epidural. Mm. If a woman requests an epidural, she should be able to to get an epidural, whether she's in one hospital or the other. So Mm -hmm. her rights and requirements of care medically will be the same. The only difference as such will be certain minute policies within the hospital of how often they see you or when they do certain things. But as such, her care is standardised because it comes top down. This is a national um, initiative to make mm-hmm. sure our pregnant women stay healthy in pregnancy and we deliver healthy children, inshallah. Mm-hmm.
0: And is it very uh, patient-led um, in that the, then if the patient or the mother can uh, choose her hospital, ca- can she choose other things around what she wants done if she doesn't want some tests done, for example, or or no?
1: Um, Alhamdulillah, we're very, very lucky within the NHS. It is definitely patient-led it isn't a very, um, you know, direct approach of... It it isn't a very paternalistic approach Mm -hmm. of you will do this and Mm -hmm. this is what I tell you to do Mm -hmm. uh, from any health professional. Mm. I think um, a woman can have a very frank, honest discussion and a joint plan of care is made. There has to be some uh, aspect of using our common sense as women, I think, as patients as well. Mm. So maybe if the doctor is recommending that actually... You need to, you know, do something or we would advise this because of one, two, three, four. And if they give you a good enough rationale, then actually it's a life of your baby. And if it's for your well-being, that it might possibly be the best thing for you unless you have a very obvious objection towards it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'd say, you know, it's it is led by you. So, for example, the aspect of screening for Down syndrome, Mm -hmm. um, the whole process of screening that happens in that first um, trimester uh, leading into the second trimester is, you're trying to see whether you could be one of the people who is at risk of having a baby with down syndrome. Some women would like it because they'd like to know if they're at risk or not. Yeah. And some women would not like it because it makes absolutely no difference to them. Um so everyone's different. You can choose not to have it. Most women do because it's it's not anything extra aside from, you know, it's it's the same blood test you're having for everything else. Mm-hmm. It's just an additional, you know, blood test for this, this test as well as within the scan they can check the thickness of the back of the neck for the baby. Mm. So it's, it's very dependent on what you want as, as a mum, as a couple, mm-hmm. as a family.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's up to you to make the decision and really what the advice is I suppose, to gather all that information, read, ask questions. If you don't know, research it. Mm. Um, which reminds me uh, of something that I'd like our listeners to go on and, and look at. Uh, Best Beginnings have a new app that they, that you can download on your phone, and actually you can make a hijabi Muslim person on a character on the phone as if it was like you. And you can go through different stages of pregnancy and it will give you information on the different stages and what to expect. This is something that has been funded by the NHS and it's something that I would like, parents, if you are pregnant at the moment and listening to this programme, if you could go on it and give us some feedback. and um, Ring our office, 0121 seven three double eight nine two or else the studio here and give some feedback of what you thought of that app because we are trying to gather that information for them at the moment and uh, give them some feedback. So as a Muslim community, they'd like to know is it beneficial for them? Do you find the app useful? The different stages, what to expect? So that uh, email address again is look for Best Beginnings. So Google Best Beginnings or go on to www.bestbeginnings.org.uk and you will see their new baby buddy app there. And uh, have a look at it, please, and let us get, know what you think of it. Wonderful. I just wanted to have our listeners to know about that because it, it is really important and... And we were talking um, about uh, uh, gathering information and maybe apps like this. There's lots of different apps to gather information. Some parents uh, choose to have home births. And we've talked a lot about this, about home births as well. And the home birth team have come in. They're coming in again in another few weeks' time. To make that decision, what advice would you give parents to be able to make that decision? Is that something that they would want to do? I think if they'd like to have a home birth, inshallah, um,
1: obviously eventually, mm-hmm. that is not an undone thing. I mean, mm-hmm. people do have it, alhamdulillah, and they mm-hmm. can have it as long as they are in the best health to have it. Mm-hmm. If you're going to have a home birth and it puts the life of you or your baby at risk, I think most women because we're naturally obviously protective of our babies, mm-hmm. we're growing this lovely individual inside us, wouldn't want to put ourselves or our mm-hmm. baby especially at mm-hmm. risk. So if you if there's a risk that the baby might get harmed or you know, you're you're outside the criteria for normality mm-hmm. and the likelihood of a nice normal delivery in the community, then probably the safest place for you to deliver is in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And it might be that you're not necessarily required to deliver on labor ward, but can deliver in the midwifery led unit, which alhamdulillah I have to say if of all the hospitals I've been to their midway free lead units are beautiful they're mm-hmm. like little hotel rooms <laughs> um, they're you know lovely fragrance they've got aromatherapy oils they've got pools that you can you know relax mm-hmm. into well like these little birthing pools that you mm-hmm. can relax into how the water easier pain um, it's a very calm lovely environment so you know mashallah you have so much choice now mm-hmm. to be able to Go to the intermediate. So you don't necessarily de- need to deliver in a delivery suite. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're nice and normal, you mm-hmm. can deliver in a midwifery-led unit. Mm-hmm. So it's not necessary that if you're nice and normal, you have to deliver at home.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But yes, there are evidence-based criteria to say that there are some levels of safety. So if you have one, two, three criteria, then yes, you can deliver at home, not a problem. And each mm-hmm. hospital has its criteria very clearly laid out. And mm-hmm. this is something you
0: need to be asking your midwife Inshallah, you know, early Insh- on, earlier on for, and actually, which reminds me, we actually are having a little tea party in our offices next Saturday morning. So this Saturday coming, listeners, if you are pregnant and like to meet a midwife, we have the home birth team there um and some other Midwestern Hospital as well. So anybody that's pregnant or if you just had a baby and you'd like to just pop along from eleven o'clock till one, have a cup of tea, wishes, and and just chat about your pregnancy or find out some other information. That that you might need to know about your pregnancy. It's a very informal. We call it tea party. Our offices are in George Street in Bosal uh, Heath, so um, please do come along to 22 George Street. And that's B9, and I forget the address. B9, B12, sorry, 9RG. So that's B12 9RG, or else ring us in the office on 0121 773 8643 if you'd like some more information, or contact the studio. If you forget that phone number and they would pass on your details to us if you want any more information. But it's just a nice little coffee morning there coming this Saturday and everybody is welcome. Partners are welcome as well. If you want to find out more information about your pregnancy or what things mean, Um, it's an opportunity for you to, to do that as well as finding out about the home birth criteria and do you meet that criteria? I I know if you've tuned into our programmes in the past you probably have heard a lot about uh, home births and the positivity that came out of that for some couples especially being Muslim and uh, having it in their own home etc. But as Dr Aisha mentioned there is pros and cons and something we need to Uh, find out ourselves and have that information to be able to make out and make a sound judgment inshallah so keep asking those questions to be able to know what is suitable for you or not so lots of information here today that we're giving you on the show um, about different apps as well as coming to this tea party inshallah moving back to now to where we were we were at the 12 week scan or the 10 week scan so that period of time so when what when is the next kind of big event in in the pregnancy stage after the 10 12 week scan you have the 20
1: week scan so that's mm. the one to check for the structure of the baby make sure we tick box that everything is looking the way it should do And mm-hmm. alhamdulillah that's uh, you'll find that this, the sonographer goes through you know from the top of the baby's head through structures within the head the face the lips of the baby to make sure they're fine Mm -hmm. Um, through the heart tummy down towards the well the feet and the hands so it's making sure that everything's normal so it's called an anomaly scan Mm -hmm. um, and it's checking for any anomalies or you know deviations from normal Mm -hmm. and you know I wish everything was 100%. I wish we could say that, yes, these tests are 100%, but they aren't. So Mm -hmm. it it isn't an exact science. As much as we can tell you, and that scan will tell you. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there may be some... Problems that are found after delivery that actually weren't detected on scan. And you'll find that usually written as an addendum, a little extra at the bottom of the scan that, Mm. you know, the limitations of this test have been explained to the patient. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the whole point is to make sure that if there is anything different Mm -hmm. or um, unusual detected, that it raises the awareness. Mm -hmm. So the woman at that 20 weeks can be put in to have more frequent scans or you know so she can have some medical um, Mm follow-up that's that's the whole point of it i know it's fantastic for women because they get to see their baby um, much more grown than the first jelly bean picture that they do get Mm -hmm. Um, and you can ask for pictures you know hospitals Mm -hmm. allow that you can either prepay at the reception and get some coupons Mm -hmm. or pay directly to the sonographers to get your pictures for the baby Uh, and have you any idea how much that costs roughly Um, it can cost anywhere between well I think for Heartlands at the moment it's £5 for a picture Um, and then I'm not sure about the women's because that's obviously I'm working at the Heartlands Um, but um, you know that's what I'd say
0: yeah, five pounds is nice because that actually makes it real for, especially for dads. You know, sometimes it's um, the dads don't feel involved in the pregnancy. There's no changes happening to their body. Mm. They still get numb with things, um, and they just see their wife kind of more tired or a little bit sicker or growing this tummy. But they they like to see this picture. Makes it very real mm. for them then. And I think if you don't really
1: know what you're looking at, ask. Mm. Our whole purpose as healthcare professionals is to make your pregnancy as a couple, as a family, Mm. the most enjoyable experience of your life. Because it it is. It's an absolutely amazing time for families. Mm. And if you don't know what you're looking at, ask. And we're more than happy to tell you, right, Mm. these are the eyes and that's the side of the face and that's the nose and the chin. Mm -hmm. So at least you go back home and... You're like, OK, this is a picture of my baby, but I don't know what it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's important that that dads and mums do ask that. And then start uh, at that stage. We would encourage them to start bonding and making uh, from a psychological point of view, making maybe a nickname with the child and getting to ask questions. So they're starting to identify with the baby and bonding right from pregnancy. Mm. I think, mashallah.
1: I remember reading one of these um articles when I was pregnant and it said, you know, you should well you should or you can write a letter to your baby saying what your hopes and dreams and expectations are for them. Mm. And I think it's so sweet because actually I still have the letters we wrote and it's just it's just amusing musings. It's just mm. some thoughts that you're putting mm. down on paper. You don't have to write a letter letter. Yeah. But mm. you know, I you know, this is what I'm feeling like when I'm pregnant and actually when you're born I'm slightly apprehensive of how I'm gonna look after you mm. because I'm gonna have sole responsibility for yeah. you. It's mm it's just your thoughts. Yeah. Um so inshallah when your child gets much older they can look back and say wow, you know, mm-hmm. my mom was or my dad or my family were thinking
0: this when i was mm. inside and it's it's just so lovely it is it is really nice to um, and it's part of the process in building that first bit of bonding that we need parents to bond with with our babies and the importance of that now a lot of evidence is coming out of that the importance of bonding with your baby from pregnancy quite true so it's not just after birth but right from the beginning and doing these little things you know, coming as a couple and you know rubbing the tummy and kind of getting t- and getting to know different movements and how your baby is responding to sounds or to what you eat as well so yeah
1: i think you know talking to the baby Mm. the baby can still hear you although it's it's living in a sack of water Mm
0: -hmm.
1: the sounds become familiar Mm. and you know talk to the baby if you've got other children get the children to talk to the baby um it's such a healthy environment to be able to have where the family's involved in this in the arrival of this new child Mm -hmm. i know some women obviously have that aspect of Haya and, you know, it's a whole question of, okay, the babies come from the hospital or the stalkers <laughs> brought the baby. Um But I think there is some merit to having older siblings involved Um yeah. because it gives them sort of ownership of mm. the, the baby that comes rather than create problems later on and angst of, you know, there's another child on the scene and yeah. this was my, this is my house and I'm mm. the child, so... I mean, what we did very simply with um, my daughter is we told her, you know this is your baby as mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. so I think she felt very much like she was a mini mummy, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. so she it's took good. on very well, she took on the role very well, she felt like right, I have to look after this baby as well, this is my little brother, and mm-hmm. you know and ha- I think so far alhamdulillah so far it's it's hurting. really it's
0: really important, and I, I think if we, if we do have uh, people listening in tuned into the program that are pregnant. Do take this approach because we don't like um, promoting lying to your children because they're only confusing them later on then of where the baby came from. Just pick up on opportunities as your child is growing up to tell and tell them the truth. They only want small information, uh, snippets of information, I call it, because often parents uh, choke up, you know, if they're not from a medical background, and actually, even if some of them are, I've come across some people from medical background, and they're, when their little ones ask them questions, they think, Oh, I have to tell them everything now the birds and the bees. And no, it's not yeah. like this. As, as you mentioned with your little one, they only want the small snippets of information. Um, and that's all the children want, and they go off and play. But, you know, it yeah. builds, it takes the time. It's a journey that they're on as well.
1: Yeah, alhamdulillah. For example, you know, you. You find little children saying, oh, mashallah, you know, that that mummy has a baby in her tummy. And Mm. also, you know, someone's going to have a baby brother or a baby sister. Mm. And that's all they want to know. Mm. I mean, it's very if you think about it from a child's perspective, it's very obvious someone's Mm. pregnant. Mm. You know, if it's not something you can easily hide, especially (laughs) in the last few weeks. Um, So, you know, like you say, children Mm. are very perceptive. And I think Mm. if you try and fool them, you're not respecting them enough. Mm. Mm
0: hmm. Indeed. So we didn't mention, and maybe we should mention before the end of the show, about um, movement. Uh, When would you you be feeling the first movement? When would you expect that? Um, If
1: you're a first-time mum, you might find that you feel flutterings. um, And someone would actually say that it feels like a bit of um, wind Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. initially to start off with. It's very difficult to recognise. But I'd say probably around... 20 weeks, you might find your feeling movements. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're a second time mom and you know what you're looking for, you might feel them earlier, Mm -hmm. slightly earlier. As such, movements are important because we need to know that the baby's healthy. But whether you seek medical help for when the movements have stopped or they've reduced, obviously, if you find that the baby's not moving at all, Mm -hmm. you do seek professional advice. So you go to a midwife or um, the assessment unit at the hospital. Yeah in terms of doing something, 24 weeks is, some, uh, is a point where we can actually do something for the baby or do something for the pregnancy. Okay. And inshallah, we'll cover that as in the next the second, show, next I session. think, yes,
0: yeah. Yeah, we'll bring you back for that because we're nearly at, towards the end of the show now, so we don't want to go into a new topic at this stage. Um, so that's good advice about, about the movement and things like that to be aware of. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you were a new mom and um, you weren't quite aware of it, is there anything that you could uh, to be more aware of it? any recommendations? Just
1: keep an eye on the baby's movements um, make sure that you some some babies have very particular patterns of movements mm-hmm. so some babies move at night, some in the day obviously if you're working in a busy job during the day, you might actually not even be paying attention mm-hmm. so if you're finding that you're not recognizing as many movements, just stop, slow down, think about it. Sometimes women who are moving houses because obviously they're pregnant they're yeah. moving houses. Um, There's family stress going on. They're probably not aware. So just take stock. Think about, right, is my baby moving or is it just not me being aware? Mm -hmm. And the midwives will tell you, you know, I'd always say if you're worried about baby um, at any point, seek help. um, Because... You know, that's what we're there for.
0: Brilliant. That is great advice. There's always somebody around, the hospital is there, seek help. D- go to your doctor, your GP or your midwife or your hospital. There's lots of opportunities to, mm. to get that help. I I wouldn't say you necessarily need
1: to go to the hospital. Like okay, you know, because at them. twenty weeks, um mm-hmm. you know, even up to twenty four weeks, but just call someone. Call, call, your, call your community midwife if mm-hmm. you're concerned about something because it might save you a journey. Yeah. You might not have to take time off from work. You might not have to rush around with mm-hmm. school pickups. You know, just call someone to ask for help and they might actually say, oh, don't worry about it. Try this. If
0: not, mm-hmm. call me back in a few hours. OK, well, that's really good advice. Well, we also have this tea party coming up on Saturday. So this Saturday at Approachable Parenting Offices in George Street, 22 to 28 George Street, it's between 11 and 1. Midwives are available there. If you'd like to pop in and ask them anything, um, they would be very grateful to see you and they would be willing to help you uh, and give you advice. If you'd like to come along to our offices, Approachable Parenting on 2228 George Street, B12 9RG, and the phone number is 0121 so that's 773-8643 and we can have that, you can have that opportunity to talk to a midwife, inshallah, and ask any questions that you may have or any worries you may have. It's a little opportunity coming up, a little tea party. Even if you've delivered, you can come along with your child, come along with your parties, meet some midwives and have a chat to other people as well. It's nice for some, especially first-time pregnant ladies, to meet some people that have just delivered. And everybody is welcome there at 11 o'clock just for a little tea party at Portable Parenting Offices. We're nearly at the end of the show today. I just want to remind you again of the Best Beginnings uh, app that you can download and we would really appreciate your feedback. So that's bestbeginnings.org.uk. There's an app there that you can see online or you can download it and just give us some feedback of what you think is that useful for you or not. And we will give that feedback back to them, inshallah, uh, because it's something that they want to promote. It has been lovely here talking to you, Doctor Aisha Mashallah. Jazakallah khairn for coming in today and giving us your time. Mashallah, always lovely seeing you. Mashallah, so much information.
1: Wa Jazakallah khairn for inviting me,
0: Catherine. And we know we only managed to get halfway through that pregnancy. We're only up to twenty weeks. Inshallah, for the next time we'll come in, we'll finish the other twenty weeks and talk a lot about deliveries and the different types of deliveries, etc. If listeners have any questions, they'd like to email us in. Would that be something that might help? Yep. That's fine I'm more than happy to respond inshallah
1: and provide any evidence base from the National Institute of Clinical Excellence or anything that they can read further inshallah from reputed sources.
0: Brilliant, brilliant that's wonderful, thank you so much. So listeners if you have any questions you can email studio at unityfm dot net and they will forward them to us or or ring them and they will forward any of the queries to us inshallah have a great week and if you are pregnant uh, enjoy that pregnancy for both mums and dads out there inshallah get plenty fresh air plenty of rest and look after yourself and inshallah baby will grow inside you and come out inshallah very healthy baby inshallah 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 assalamualaikum